there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. So today we want to look at faith for navigating the unknown. Faith for navigating the unknown. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, neighbor, how comes I didn't see you in the morning for the virtual prayer? I didn't see your name. Where were you? Some of you I didn't see you. Huh? Ask your neighbor for me, were you there? And some of you are just popping in. Then you tell me, hi dad. Then you disappear. Hey! Hey. Eh? Tell your neighbor, we know thy works. Faith for navigating the unknown. Now, do you know that we live one day at a time? We live here on earth one day at a time. And there are many, many things that you will desire to be revealed to you. But somehow, in a way, is like God has hidden those things from you. That's why sometimes when something happens, you are surprised. Because you didn't expect it, isn't it? When there is a setback, when there is a cutback, when there is a disappointment, you get surprised. You are hurt. You are disappointed. You cry because some things are hidden from us. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you don't know many things about tomorrow. Isn't it true? Do you know that even the Bible says that we prophesy in part and we see in part? So even the sharpest prophet who can see everything you're wearing. <laughs> Father, give me that gift. <laughs> Some of you went like, ah. Anyway, even the sharpest prophet, you know, the Bible says they only see in part. And that's why they prophesy in part. You cannot see the entire picture. The Bible even says that the things which have been revealed belong to us. But those things which have not been revealed, they belong to God. So we are trying to live the best we can. And the reason why it is like this is because of what happened in the Garden of Eden. I mean, Adam really, really messed up things for us. We thank God for Jesus, but let me tell you, we are still grappling with very serious consequences of the disobedience of Adam. Look, before sin came to the world, God could just visit Adam and they could have a conversation. Before sin visited the earth, Adam named all the animals without going to school. You, you have to go to school. 
If you don't go to school and you open your mouth, everybody will scatter. And you have Jesus. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't it true? You have to refine your mind. You have to read some books. These are the consequences of what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. You see, before sin came into the world, Adam was so close to God. Very close to God. He could have one-on-one -on -one conversations with God. And God could visit him in the garden. You know? And they could talk a lot. And God could see so many things in the life of Adam because Adam really opened up to God. I'm sure God was very close to him. That's why he even noticed that the guy, you know, was lonely. That he needed a wife. And God put him to sleep. And he slept, you know. That's how tight Adam was with God. You see, some of us, you need to understand, the reason why God has not visited you much is because you are too far. You are quiet, but it's true. Look at you, tell them, you are too far. You are too far. It's a consequence of sin. You are too far. You see, the Bible says that our sins have separated us from God. We are too far. So he can, when he looks at you, he only sees sin. He sees brokenness. He sees rebellion. He sees carnality. So even if you are lonely, he can't see you are lonely. Because your sins have separated you from God. But Adam was very, very close to God. And that's why you can see that God was able to minister to him. He saw everything about Adam. When Adam sinned, things changed. Now, we are suffering. Really suffering. That we have to be given memory verse and be told to repeat it again and again and again. And you still forget. Quote the scripture I preached on Sunday. Tell your neighbor, we have a lot of problems. We need help from God. And so, we are living one day at a time. Because a lot of things are not revealed to us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it behooves you to have faith. Very strong faith in God. Because the Bible says, without faith, you can't please him. He that cometh to God must believe. So you must have very strong faith in God. So that that faith can help you navigate what is unknown. Because there are so many things you don't know. For the singles, you don't know who you'll marry. Every brother looks good. But I can tell you, not all of them are good. Every sister looks like an A1 wife. But some of them are knives. You don't know a lot of things. They are hidden from you. That's why you have to have very strong faith in God. So that he can help you navigate the unknown. Touch your neighbor one more time and tell them you need faith. Tell them one more time you need faith. Strong faith in God. Now, if you know all the facts, 
you don't need faith. If you know all the facts, which is impossible, if you know all the facts, you don't need faith. The reason why we need faith is because a lot of things are hidden from us. We are in this maze and we can't find ourselves around. And it is faith that becomes a guiding compass that will lead us to the things that God has ordained for us. Let's look at Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it very quickly because we don't have screens, but soon we shall have screens in the name of Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Doubt came in. He needed faith to step into the unknown. But when doubt came in, because he looked around, he saw the wind was boisterous. The Bible says he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. Look at what Jesus told him. Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. What was going to sustain Peter as he walks onto the unknown was faith. Somebody say faith. Faith was what was going to lead him to where Jesus was. But when he started looking around, he became afraid. Doubt struck his heart. And when doubt struck his heart, the Bible says he started sinking. I want to share with you two people here that walked into the unknown with faith. And then we are going to pray. The first one is Abraham. Somebody say Abraham. Shout it louder, Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith. He didn't know much about his life. He didn't even know much about his future. He didn't even know what's going to happen to him because Abraham came from a very painful background. Lost his brother. He had to take over niece, uh, Lot as his nephew to, you know, who was the son of his brother who died. His father also died. And God visits him and God begins to speak to him concerning where his life is headed. And we can see one quality in the life of Abraham and that quality is faith. By faith, he followed God's leading wholeheartedly. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place. Somebody say the place. Which he will receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He didn't know where he was going, but because of the faith that he had, he came out of his father's house and followed the voice of God. Look, Abraham had not been in church before. Abraham had never been in a Bible school before. But when God spoke to him, his faith decided to follow God. God told him, get out of your father's house. Leave your family. I want you to go to the place that I've ordained for you. 
but he didn't give him the specifics. And the Bible says, by faith, Abraham obeyed. He obeyed God by faith. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He stepped into the unknown by faith. When God spoke, he stepped into the unknown by faith. Hallelujah. Pastor Mary is stepping into the unknown by faith. Hallelujah. You too, you will step into the unknown by faith. Can I hear a louder amen in this place? And verse 9 says, by faith he dwelt in the land. That means he arrived by faith. He didn't know where he was going. It was not revealed to him. God did not give him all the details. God did not give him the specifics. By faith he arrived in that land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac, Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He left his father's house by faith. He arrived at his destination by faith. When he was leaving, God did not tell him where he was going, but he just followed the voice of God and he arrived where God wanted him to stay with his family. By by faith. May faith lead you tonight. May your faith lead you tonight in the name of Jesus. Things that you don't know. Places that you don't know. May faith lead you to those places in the name of Jesus. Somebody here, you're looking for land to buy a house or to build a house. May your faith lead you to that place in the name of Jesus. You don't know where it is. You don't know who you're supposed to meet. You don't know who you're supposed to talk to. But I pray that as your faith in God becomes stronger, may he lead you to that place in the name of Jesus. Can I hear louder? Amen. Amen. Or you want to remain a tenant for the rest of your life? Somebody say, I refuse. Let faith lead me to my land, to my house, to my promise to my blessing, to the place that God has ordained for me. May faith lead you tonight in Jesus' name. Tell your neighbor, I will arrive there. Beautiful. Number two is Abraham's servant. Supposed to be a prayer service. It's feeling like a preaching service. Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24. The last scripture, then we'll pray. Are you ready to pray? Wow. Now, Abraham was old. Look, one day you'll be old. This week I met some people who used to look young when I was young. Some of them, I looked at their necks. I say, Father, deliver me from this temptation in the name of Jesus. But anyway, tell your neighbor, one day you'll be old. <laughs> Johan, you're traumatized. Yeah. If you meet old people, look at their neck. That is where you are headed. Some of you don't want to imagine. Even if you don't imagine. 
And the amazing thing is that they still see me the way they were seeing me when I was young. Hey. I almost reminded them I'm a geo. <laughs> anyway, now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. You see, when you walk by faith, God will bless you. Not just in one way, but in all things. You will age gracefully, I think this is the side that is filling me. Yeah. God will bless you in all things. Yes. I will stay here. Yeah, I'll stay here. That's that's other side is St. Benedict's. Huh? Did you read that verse with me? That God blessed him. In all things. Look, you can have everything. You can have cars. You can have houses. You can have lands. You can have cows. You can have goats. You can have chickens. You can have silver. You can have gold. And you can have good health. May God bless you with all things in the name of Jesus. Oh yes. Please be seated. You can have a beautiful wife. You can have beautiful children. You can have servants cooking for you. Hey! May you move to that dimension in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout all things. Oh yeah. He died well. Please. Don't die poor. I exonerate you from a poor death in the name of Jesus. May you die strong. May you die blessed. May you die wealthy and rich. Please be seated. When you die, I pray that there will be no fundraising. That is what I've been claiming. Yeah. You want to die and people are moving up and down. Changeni, Mchanga, Mpesa, Mpaybill. What else do they do? Mkopa, Mokoa, Jahazia. That will not be your story. You will die old, well advanced in age, but blessed in all And so, let's finish the scripture so we, re we pray. Lord, help us to pray tonight. There's something about embakasi with my anointing. There's just something. It's where my anointing began from. Crew. Receive it in Jesus' name. Look, we shall buy land in embakasi and establish... 
Yes, we will. In Jesus' name. In fact, when, when I was seated there, God just spoke to me and told me, I have given you this region. Embakasi, Siokimau, Atheriva, Joska, Utawala, this region. So Abraham, let's finish the scripture. Can we finish the scripture? So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, oldest servant, this is a loyal servant. Yes. He's been there for years. Served Abraham for years. Will you grow old in this church? Hey. Some of you say yes, but the way you behave, I'm not very sure. Tell your neighbor, I want to grow old in this ministry. Yeah. Let's spend our lives together. Abraham and this servant spend their lives together. And you can see why Abraham trusted him so much. He gave him an assignment, which is a very powerful assignment, to go into the unknown, to go and look for something for him. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house who ruled over all that he had, look at that level of trust. Told him, you're in charge of everything. May you be so loyal until I tell you one day you are in charge of that church. Yeah. If you never hear that statement from me, as it relates to you, just know that you have a lot of work to do. So he said, please put your hand under my thigh. Tells his loyal servant, put your hand under my thigh. By the time you allow somebody to touch your thigh, you trust that person. You know that that person will not caress you. He will just touch. Some people, when you tell them, put your hand. <laughs> tell your neighbor, you will not believe it. They will say, I have all the time. Not just to put my hand on your thigh. I want to ascend the hill. I want to climb the mountain. I want to go to the Cape of Good Hope. Ask your neighbor, do you know where the Cape of Good Hope is? <laughs> Are we going to pray tonight? Please, am I reading the scripture or I'm saying my own things? Is it in your Bible? By the way, some of you are looking at me, it's like you're judging me. It's in your Bible. Genesis chapter 24. Verse 3. 
And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. That was a difficult task. This man was being pushed to the deep end to go and get a wife for Abraham. And you know Isaac was very special to Abraham because he was the child of promise. And the servant said to him, perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. She might say, no, I'm not coming with you. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, beware that you do not take my son back there. Because when God told me to leave, he told me to leave completely. So you can't take my son back there. That is obedience of faith. Can't go back. The last instruction I had from God was get out. So you can't take my son back there. It is the wife to come. Can you imagine somebody coming and tells you, you're a young lady, say, hey, I've been sent. By who? By Abraham. He wants you to be the wife of his son. I mean, you'll be asking, who is he? How comes he doesn't have boldness to come and approach me himself? Why is he sending you? You'll be very problematic. And the reason why you'll be problematic is because, or disturbed is because you do not know what kind of this potential husband is. You want to see first. And that is where our problem is. We walk by sight and not by faith. Turn to a lady next to you who is single and tell her, that's why you're not married. You use your eyes too much. Yeah, you use your eyes too much. Is he handsome? Is he black? Is he brown? What kind of shoe is he wearing? What kind of shirt is he wearing? You don't need all those things. You need faith to step into the unknown. Yeah. Look, when it comes to all these things like shoes, shirts, suits, cars, those ones, you will work on them as you continue. Along the way, you will work on them. I'm telling you the truth. For me, I've even seen two couples walking and they're holding hands. I look at the lady and then I look at the gentleman. Then I look at the lady again. Then I look at the gentleman. I say, there is a God somewhere. Please, let's finish the scripture. We need to pray. Then the Lord God of heaven 
verse 7. Who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family and who spoke to me and swore to me saying, to your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel. Look at the way Abraham is speaking. This is a language of faith. He says, he will send his angel before you and you shall take a wife for my son from there. He told him, go. God is sending an angel. Read the entire story. You'll be so surprised how this guy met the wife of Isaac. And who was the wife of Isaac? Rebecca. He got to a well. Because you know, his eyes were open. He was just looking around to see which woman, which woman. And then in his mind, he gave a condition of how the woman will behave. And if that woman behaves like that, he will know she is the one. And he meets Rebecca. The first lady he meets behaves exactly like what he said. But you, you want to kiss many frogs. <laughs> it sounds like a marriage seminar. The first one he meets, the way she behaves, the way she carried herself, she even served him. She offered him some water. She took care of him. She was willing to introduce him to the father. He knew, mm. Yeah. She didn't ask, oh, so who are you? Yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. Who led you here? Oh. Who is your father? Who is your mother? Which, which school did you go to? Yeah. And you want water? Water is here. Take it by yourself. She didn't do that. It was a walk of faith. And the servant had to depend on the faith of Abraham to go and fetch a wife for Isaac. Look, stop using your eyes. Your eyes have failed you. Start walking by faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your eyes have failed you. Because there are certain things you want to see, certain things you want to see, certain things you want to see. Look, let me tell you. Can I give you advice? Can I give you advice? When I was getting married to my wife, I didn't really look at many things. When God told me she's the one, I said, fine. That was it. I didn't even ask her how old she was. What is age? The younger or the older, is it more sweeter or what? What is age? <laughs> In fact, with time, it becomes potent. Like wine. But you have so many questions. Many questions. Even irrelevant questions. Which car do you drive? Where do you live in this part of the city? How big is your house? What has a house to do with marriage? And Adam was married to Eve under a tree. What is your tribe? 
tell your neighbor you've been using your eyes too much. It's time to use what? May you receive a double portion of faith to navigate the unknown in the name of Jesus. By faith, you will get the land. By faith, you will get married. By faith, you will buy houses and cars. By faith, the anointing will increase in your life. By faith, you will be fruitful. By faith, you will do amazing things in life. Shout a louder yes in this heart. And so, we want to pray. Number one, as you're standing, we're going to pray for faith to guide you through confusion. Faith to guide you through confusion. Hallelujah. Faith to guide you through confusion. There are people here, you are at crossroads. You don't know if it's left or right. You've been seeing this guy, but hey, after seeing him and like starting going out with him, you've started noticing very handsome brothers in the church. <laughs> Before you started going out with him, you never saw them. But after several coffee dates, hey, your eyes have opened. You're confused. You need faith to navigate around confusion. Some don't know what they're meant to be, what they're meant to become. You need faith to navigate. Because most of us are like blind men. We are groping in darkness. Trying to find where we can just place our foot and then we move. Place our foot and then we move. You need faith to navigate around every form of confusion. Amen. Secondly, faith to navigate around the confusion of making the right decision. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30 verse, verse 20, 21, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, you will hear a voice telling you, this is the way. Walk in it. Hallelujah. May you hear that voice by faith. May that voice be clear in your spirit by faith. Amen. Then, the third one. Faith to navigate around the confusion of knowing your calling or understanding your purpose. Faith to navigate around the confusion of knowing your calling or knowing your purpose. Are we ready to pray? Get a place of prayer right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.